listening to Rumination Thursday Law and Gospel on this May the 6th in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me on Rumination Thursdays is Pastor Wes Reimnitz. Hi, Wes. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm doing pretty good until I read some of the articles you keep sending to me. (laughs) Uh, Interesting, huh? Yes. uh, Yesterday we spoke about how in China, Christians are really being persecuted. They're being fined for doing Christian worship services, etc. And I also attempted to make some uh, connections to what's going on here in the United States. But the first article we want to take a look at is entitled, A Preacher is Arrested for Preaching Biblical Marriage from Genesis chapter 1 and 2. And that was on a London street in Great Britain. Can you give a little background to what happened here? Yeah, it was interesting, yes. Uh, he was preaching about the definition of marriage between one man and one woman from Genesis 1. And uh, he allegedly stated that God designed families to have a father and a mother and not two parents of the same gender. And to which uh, some of the crowd says it was okay to say that. Other in the crowd were saying he was using hate speech. Yes. And that hate speech was then used to have him arrested for preaching what the Bible has to say. How old was he? 71 years old. Can you imagine that? Uh, most of us are looking at retirement, and he was out there preaching in the public square. Uh, yes, he was up on a, a ladder, and the area he was in did have a number of gay people living there, and he was arrested for causing alarm and distress uh, to them. They were offended, and yet there's no law in Great Britain where people can be arrested for offending someone. The police approached him and said they had received three complaints about his preaching, accusing him of causing alarm and distress to members of the public. Uh, Another police officer explained the need to avoid any gay statements to avoid offending people. Uh, Even though there's no law protecting people from being offended. Can you imagine if that... Yeah. And in response to that, though, there was a fellow pastor that was with him, and he explained to the police that uh, that uh, when they had the pride parade for, for, for gays, that that's highly offensive to Bible-believing Christians. How come they don't stop that? And the officer did not appear to appreciate the logic behind this <laughs> argument. Uh, I know I'm laughing, but (laughs) he couldn't figure out. He didn't have a response. That's why he didn't like the logic. Yeah, he respectfully informed police, he was standing on a stepladder preaching, that he has freedom of speech, and the people have the freedom to ignore him. 
and continue walking if they disagree with his statements. And in fact, he spoke of the precious right of freedom of speech, and that was traced back to the Magna Carta in 1215 and the Bill of Rights in 1689. He initially refused arrest and uh, argued he was engaged in lawful activity and had not committed a crime. But they pulled down the 71-year-old pastor from the ladder, and seemingly he lunged at an officer, and multiple officers handcuffed him and arrested him. Well, you get pulled off a ladder by police, it's going to look like you're lunging at him, too. It looks like what? Looks like you 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 would be lunging if you're pulling him off a ladder. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's going to look like that. It's going to it's going to have that. Now, one lady in the crowd heard saying, "It's a Christian country. Let him speak." He ended up staying overnight at a police detention center and was released around noon the next day after being detained for 21 hours. Wow. Isn't that interesting? And it's all speaking the truth of what the Bible speaks about. Yeah, in in fact, it was uh, recalled during this time that whatever one's personal views on homosexuality might be, it is surely pertinent to ask what kind of nation have we become that the minister of a Christian church is arrested for upholding in the public square the very truths which Her Majesty the Queen promised to uphold in her coronation oath in 1953 with a Bible in her hand. Yeah, well, it's uh, in in, uh, England, the head of the church is is, uh, the royalty. So, and that goes back to Henry VIII when he separated uh, from the Catholic Church and formed the Church of England, and the royalty is is uh, connected to that and correctly spoken that they would uphold the truth of what the Bible speaks about. Yeah, a, a file has been uh, passed to the Crown Prosecution Service, which may mean further action will be taken against him. And this is interesting. The pastor's arrest came less than two years after a 64-year-old Nigerian street preacher was given over $3,000 in damages from British authorities due to his false arrest, imprisonment, and unlawful detention after he was accused of hate speech and his Bible was confiscated by police in February 2019. What a difference a couple of years make, huh? Now, what I found interesting in the article, there were a number of letters uh, to the editor, uh, one of them from uh, James Robinson, a Ph.D., That street preacher must have been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ because the true gospel always brings alarm and distress to the public. So, and he quotes Acts 5.41. 
So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And so they used yeah, the Bible can... verse. And as you know, with the the Acts of the Apostles, from which he quoted from, is the beginning of the spread of of uh, Christianity, the spreading of the good news of Jesus Christ. And we're coming almost full circle. We're coming back to that where it's causing stress and, and alarm. I think that's in every generation, in every age, when you, whenever you're talking with uh an unbelieving crowd that it's going to cause some stress. Well, even when you're talking to a believing crowd, for example, mm. I'm preaching at four congregations this week and I'm going to cause distress because the text provides a law message to the people sitting in the pew. And you think they're happy to hear that at first? No, but then there's also the gospel which talks about the forgiveness of sins, etc. So we preachers would be arrested all the time because we're offending individuals just like Jesus did, uh, even to his own disciples. How would you like to be Peter? Get thee behind yeah. me, Satan. Well, you know, I, I'm reminded of a pastor who, who in Bible study uh commented that the congregation confessed their sins, uh, our poor miserable sinner with such gusto at the beginning of the service. And uh, a lady in the in the Bible class said, yeah, that's because we know what's coming next. And that, of course, is absolution, the forgiveness of sins through, through Christ. Exactly. So for a believer, yes, they can be offended, and this is really happening in churches. In fact, you know, we talked about the nuns a lot. These are N-O-N-E-S people who no longer have any denomination they're affiliated with. And they've left the Christian church primarily uh, because they don't like the morality of the Christian church against abortion, homosexuality, gay marriage, and these kinds of things. And therefore, they're offended by what Jesus is saying. And one of the letters indicated that if you're offended by this preaching, you're offended by God. Yeah, that that was quite telling. I mean, but it's not only that, it, it, that they're leaving because they're offended by by uh, being told that abortion is a sin. I think N-O-N-E, the nuns, the N-O-N-E-S are also leaving because they're not being fed. They're, they're going deaf, you know, so to speak, because there's no, no law and gospel properly preached. Yes, uh, I myself would have left a number of congregations that they have left because many congregations are turning to social action or political ideas as to the main item that they're supposed to be talking about. And so this is why you have such great division in the country. And by and large, if you go against uh, what the culture is saying, you're accused of being racist or people who are offense offensive, doing hate speech, etc., but that was the accusations against the early Christians also. I mean, yeah. what kind of speech did the Pharisees think they were doing when Jesus himself said to them, 
your father is not God. Your father is the devil. Yeah. And in uh, Paul and in one of his letters brings out where he's been beaten and kicked and almost near death stone in many communities because he brought the gospel, the, the saving message of, of Christ to the, to the people. Yeah, they, they quote Matthew 11. Uh, Jesus said, Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. And so mm. as the writer wrote here, therefore, if you're offended in the one who preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ, who's preaching the whole counsel of God, then you're offending Christ himself. Yeah. Well, another one replied, the Bible predicted 2,000 years ago, and it will not get any better. In fact, it's just the only beginning. Repent while you still have a chance. Yes. And I'm surprised talking to some pastors who are really concerned about the future. This is part of the practice of being a pastor, that you're going to be attacked, you're going to be uh, told that you're doing hate speech. Uh, one of the letters was really very good um, because it was going against what President Biden said. He said that speaking uh, against homosexuality is uh, or abortion is kind of like saying uh, fire in a crowded theater. And yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you can... Can imagine that 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 to 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 speak out about abortion and homosexuality, all these sort of things that the Bible itself says calls calls a sin, and then say that it's it is fire in a, in a it just doesn't click with me. No, because if somebody is arrested for yelling fire in a crowded theater where there is no fire, his purpose is to cause violence. But mm -hmm. when we Christians speak out against abortion, homosexuality, and other such things, it's not to cause violence against these people, but to show love towards them, to get them to repent so that they might be saved. In fact, they quote the U.S. Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, who said, no one has the right to shout fire in a crowded theater without just cause. So can you imagine you're in a crowded theater and a fire actually erupts, say, um, on the screen or at the screen, and it starts burning down, and you say, well, I can't call fire because that's against the law. <laughs> <laughs> well... And this guy is talking about marriage between a man and a woman, and not two genders. And I'm, I'm re as I'm reading that, I'm thinking, and two uh, people of the same gender want to raise a family. Uh, how can they raise a family if if it's you know biologically impossible? Yeah, the way they try and do it is uh, adopt children into this uh, same gender family which, of course, then they teach the children that homosexuality is okay. And as Jesus says, that's offending one of these little ones, and it would be better if they would be drowned in a, a deep lake rather than offend 
uh, a little one concerning the Word of God. And I, I think it was, you know, I found this article when you were talking about the, the, the China communist thing and clear across the ocean in, in a whole other country to London that it was. And then I think as you accurately pointed out uh, that it's going on in America, too, with the free speech that shows uh, the problems that we're having worldwide. And it should not be offended, but go out and boldly preach the, the Word of God to, to the people. I mean, we love everybody. He died for everybody. Okay, he, the other article you gave me was, United States bishops are considering formalizing their opposition to pro-abortion Roman Catholic politicians receiving communion. Right. And they continue to speak out against President Joe Biden, who is a Roman Catholic, supposedly, but he has support for abortion, which shows that he is absolutely denying what the Roman Catholic Church teaches. And so they're going to have a U.S. conference of Catholic bishops in June to consider approving a document that would advise Catholic politicians who support abortion not to receive communion. I would hope that that document wouldn't just advise them not to receive it, but tell them not to receive it, because by receiving the Lord's Supper, apart from repentance, you see what happens in 1 Corinthians 11. People are becoming sick, and some are even dying because they're taking the Lord's Supper inappropriately. So I don't understand why they're just advising these people not to take communion they should also be telling the priests not to give communion. Right. Well, I, I took a little bit different. I, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, I took a little different line of attack. You know, Luther's small catechism, we, we have his 20 questions, right, before going to communion. The, the first three are going to, would, would, in a sense, knock it out of the park, so to speak. Number one, do you believe that you are a sinner? The respond, Luther's response, yes, I believe it. I am a sinner. How do you know this from the Ten Commandments? These I have not kept. And in the 93 Catechism, under the Fifth Commandment, they, one of the things that they list as a sin is, is, is abortion. And so three, are you sorry for your sin? Yes, I'm sorry that I've sinned against God. So, you know, if you're coming to, I would imagine that there's a similar type of confession that goes on in the Roman Catholic Church as well. Part of the problem is in the Roman Catholic Church, they did a poll. I don't know if this is accurate, but two-thirds of the majority of Roman Catholics indicated that Roman Catholic bishops should end up communing people who are for abortion? Well, the Roman Catholics that I know around here in Springfield would disagree with that. So I, yeah, I kind of wonder what, what, uh, what the, the poll says. Who do they, who do they poll? Well, they even have um, trouble within their own priests. In South Carolina, a priest refused to give Biden communion when he visited his church on the campaign trail and the priest cited his support for abortion as a reason for withholding communion. But then 
Cardinal Wilton Gregory of the Archdiocese of Washington said that he would allow the then president-elect to receive communion despite his advocacy on behalf of a practice that the church steadfastly opposes. Well, you know, that that brings up the, the question of, you know, how is abortion a communion issue? I mean, if, if one attends church and makes confession of their sins, are they struggling with it? Are they not struggling with it? In this instance, it's it's kind of an open open matter where he says that he's he's uh, uh, for abortion, and it comes up in the Equity Act as well that he supports. Yes, yeah, uh, he really has frequently found himself at odds with the church and the broader Catholic community due to his positions on social issues extending beyond abortion. Now, you know, in this country, even though there are a lot of people who would okay abortion, they don't okay pedophilia. And yet Mm -hmm. the killing, what's pedophilia? It's dealing with a innocent person who is very, very young and hurting them, etc., if that isn't what abortion is, I don't know. We we need to start referring to these people as practicing pedophilia because that's exactly what they're doing. Just like the, the Nazis had no problem in putting to death Jews because they were Jews, uh, those who are practicing abortion have no problem putting, again, uh, putting to death Jews or Gentiles or whomever if they're going to get in the way of their happy life. That's pedophilia. Right. right. And, you know, I took a look in, in the catechism and uh, under question 305, who must not be given the sacrament? Those that are unrepentant, wouldn't you say that to, to openly go after and, and in sin in terms of okaying abortion in the Equity Act, rolling back uh, doctors' consciences that they must perform abortions when on demand or do a transgender surgery, even though their consciences yeah, says no to such things. Are we not uh, committing a sin there? Well, I sure felt I was doing that. I got called to one of my members who had been shot uh, with a bullet and found out that it had occurred in an abortion clinic where she was the secretary. She was hired to help these people have an abortion by filling out the paperwork, etc. We immediately, even though she was in the hospital and had a bullet wound, uh, we visited her in the hospital, had a prayer for her, and then indicated to her that we were going to bring her under possible excommunication for working in an abortion clinic. She told me that she couldn't find another job, and that's why she was doing that. And so what we ended up doing is we found another job for her, and fortunately, she agreed to do the other job and left the abortion clinic. But I remember being in the hospital when the abortion clinic lady came in, and she was really angry at me uh, for telling my member that what she had done was a sin and could be excommunicated for it. 
And so and this is what we're up against. And, of course, she brought up uh, repentance. And uh, question 276, what is the necessary result of repentance? Uh, then good works, which are the fruits of repentance, are bound to follow from Augsburg Confession, Article 12. And uh, one of the Bible passages that the Catechism cites is the story of Zacchaeus. And that's exactly what happened with him, too. He, he confronted with, uh, with, with Christ and his forgiveness. He turned his life uh, around and brought forth the fruits of repentance. Yes, it's going to be interesting that when the Roman Catholic bishops meet to decide whether or not to advise their people not to receive communion, that it's going to take a two-thirds vote of the bishops at their meeting. And we're going to have to see if the rules of the General Assembly requiring that two-thirds majority vote is going to be okay. And we'll know that in June after their meeting. Appreciate the article and uh, keep sending it to me on tomorrow's Law and Gospel. It's Open Mic Friday. And so it gives you an opportunity to email me at lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com and ask any questions about what we've spoken about today on these two issues of a pastor being arrested in Great Britain and Roman Catholics who are receiving communion inappropriately. Till tomorrow, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.